welcome to the Valpouts for the wrap-up of the Abu Dhabi Formula One Grand Prix. I'm Damien. Steve. And I'm going to start with <laughs> disappointment. Disappointment, Damien. What's going on? Ferrari. God damn it. <laughs> you didn't predict that one well, did you? I just, <laughs> just typical Ferrari fan. Hmm? You hope, you dream. They fail. <laughs> Look, it wasn't always the case. I mean, no, no, no. It has been a very long time since Ferrari really properly succeeded. So, yes, I, I feel your pain. Yeah. I definitely feel your we'll pain. We'll touch on what they did with Sainz a little later on. But, um, yeah, let's kick off with some news and results. Definitely. And I guess congratulations, Max and Perez. Yes. Probably yes. should have had a 1-2 Red Bull last year, but... Oh, Max had a little hissy fit, if you remember, last year. Oh, but yeah. finally this year, they have done it. They have. They have. Congratulations to Red Bull Racing and uh, and to Max on a unbelievable year. Uh, yeah. Which we'll touch on, I'm sure. But, um, yes. But, yes, uh, I... I don't know, Demo. It's absolute domination. That's all I've got to say on that. Yeah, yeah. I guess saying that, you know, it's starting to really hit home. He uh, finished so far in advance that even Hamilton was, um, you know, the uh, dominant king himself has uh, managed to say, oh, this is a bit too much. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, like leading over a thousand laps, and I'll get to some of the bigger stats. I've got a whole list that I'll read off for you just, just on what he's accomplished. But yeah, wow. leading over a thousand laps and 19 wins of the season was was pure pure dominance. So uh, yeah. yes. The, like we I don't think we'll see that again. Yeah. Honestly, I really don't. So. Yeah. There's always these firsts and you know, we never thought we'd see someone match Schumacher and then Hamilton finally did and so I'm sure there's uh, probably more to come. Mm, mm. If you're happy you're sad about that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well one camp or the other I guess. Yeah, true. <laughs> so um, I guess now let's talk about Leclerc. Um, he had a strong finish, but that finish was a bit unique, strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, we'll touch on a bit later about what we think about it. Um, but, you know, he was trying to secure a second, and he, he really wanted to. So, right, he knew Perez had the penalty, so he was trying to drag um, drag him forward, and so, yeah. therefore, hopefully could um, could maintain it for Ferrari, but uh, it yeah. didn't quite work out, did it? No, well, you know, it d doesn't work out for Ferrari in the end, but, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on science, but that was a pretty bad weekend for him. Um, uh, but, yeah, definitely playing some games in the later stages of the race to try and force an outcome, but did, didn't, didn't work. Didn't so. really work, yeah. And yes. I guess that means, you know, Russell, he had a great return to form. He did. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty happy to get himself on the podium, I'd say. I'd say he'd be ecstatic after the year he's had. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely destroyed by Lewis, really. And yeah, and he made, you know, he had the opportunities, you know, at the he Singapore, did. he could have had a better result there and didn't. So it really was, yeah, a nice cap to a tough, challenging year for Russell. Yeah, I think he'll have a better 2024, that is for sure. Well, and if they can get the car right, of course. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. The other one's gone in the bin, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, obviously, we then had uh, Yuki Sonoda. Oh, a blinder, mate. Finished, blinder. Uh, sixth overall. Yeah, like just did everything that he like possibly could to try and get there. Led the Grand Prix for four laps, you know, with with um, Tost departing. Yep. At the, you know, it, this was his final race. It was. So he did a great job. You know, again, just the I guess it was a bit of the strategy 
play out for this Grand Prix of those that it worked and those that didn't. didn't. He was definitely yeah. one that just didn't have anything to fight with in the later closing parts of the uh, of the Grand Prix. Yeah, well, it was, it was a one-stop strategy for him, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's... I mean, that's hard on anything, really, and they don't have the fastest car. I feel like they should be going the aggressive strategy almost all the time, but... Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, look, they, they rolled the dice, and I guess when you're trying to, to achieve a greater result than you probably should do, because yeah. obviously the volume of cars at the top, you know, you don't know that Hamilton's going to have a shocker and he's going to actually be behind you, <coughs> no, but you true. roll the dice on the strategy to be different, and then hopefully safety car works or doesn't work for you, and that's... That's just what happened. And there's nothing wrong with P6 at all. Yeah. Well done, Yuki. I'll, I'll actually give you a clap. That's probably your strongest race of the year. Yeah, and I, and I think he's he's definitely been much better. And, you know, part of that might be down to Daniel. Mm-hmm. Daniel had a shocker. I mean... <laughs> well, look, it, it was bad, but he only just missed points in the end. He finished 11th. Yeah, he did. Um, so, he, he made up a little bit, but, yeah... <laughs> Again, it's a bit of consistency, I'm feeling, on that side. We, yeah. we need to see a little bit more consistent towards where well, you know, where they're both at. They should be together. There shouldn't be this separate. Because I almost feel like Yuki has a shocker, Daniel has a good one, Daniel has a shocker, Yuki has a good one. If that team needs to move forward, that consistent needs to be consistency needs to be there. So yeah. um, Daniel, pick it up a little bit. Do better. Do better. <laughs> Do better. Okay. <laughs> that could apply to me with my coughing fits lately. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, Williams finished seventh in the construction uh, championship yep. based on the results from Alpha Tauri. Um, but one group that actually had a weird bloody uh, Grand Prix but still managed to secure their spot was McLaren. Yeah. They... Um, they really were trying to chase down, but just had no pace. No, I think they decided they were going to go out and try and ch- like actually chase and see if they could maybe get a win. Maybe that was a theory behind it. I know they were in a fairly strong position with both drivers. So yep. They chased hard. Unfortunately, the tyres didn't hang on. No. Um, so they sort of just slowly fell away. Mm. Um, something they can work on. I mean, they would have gotten great data from doing that because they'll now know where that fall off is without just being nice to the tyres because I'm sick of nice to tyres. Yeah, always, <laughs> everyone wants to be nice to tyres. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, definitely uh, had a bit of, not a shocker, but not as strong as it has been. Yeah, and I guess you know, even some of the results, I know, you know, with the qualifying, there was a bit of a misstep there, but, um, mm. but you know, Piastri still kind of looked... It was good. Good, and so we thought the I thought the pace was going to be there, and then yeah. just just that just couldn't carry it over the length of the Grand Prix. So no, definitely not. <clears throat> but definitely yeah, looking really good for twenty twenty four. That's for sure. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I'm looking. I mean, it's, it's got to be said now that I'm actually looking forward to seeing the cars next year okay. and just what they look like and changes that they make because I feel like Ferrari's going to bring a very different car. Mercedes going to bring a very different car. McLaren will bring uh, revision. Revision. Of course, um, I would say, and Red Bull theoretically <clears throat> won't be able to revise much. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be a very different 2024. It could, but, uh, um, but yeah, Aston they had that backward step. So Aston's one that were obviously then trying to fight for that position. Yep. Um, 
the changes that they made didn't work and then they've reverted or made some adjustments and it seems like they've been able to drag it back. You know, Stroll's kind of been able to come up the grid a little bit and Alonso now has something to fight with. So that was um, that was not a bad result at the tail end. They just they just had those races in the um, after the summer break that really hurt them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely hurt them a lot. Um, right at the time of McLaren really finding the pace. So... It just didn't work out in the end, and had Stroll had a stronger start to his season, maybe that chase by McLaren would have been a bit harder. Yep. Um, but ultimately, yeah, they they clearly made some changes that weren't right, and they've now dialed that back, and it seems to be working more effectively now. Yep. So hopefully they're understanding it, because it does feel a little bit like they got a bit lost in that middle section. Yeah, they did. They did. Well, let's um, let's touch on Saints because he kind of, let's wrap up a little bit of his weekend because he really had an absolute shocker and in the yeah. end, DNF in the race. Um, but, like, it started really from the FP2 crash. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to sort of get your thoughts because we've seen two very similar crashes with look to be ride height and bump. Yes. Dependent, yep. the Norris one at Vegas, yep. and now uh, Abu Dhabi with um, with Science. So, yeah, bit of a um, bit of a shocker. It was just like no control at all. No, so almost Ayrton Senna esque type mm. of incident where the car bottoms out, and then you just have no no steering. Doesn't matter what you're going to do from that point. You're done. You're done. Yep. So um, yeah, really. High-speed impact, and I'm glad that Carlos is okay. Obviously, we have a lot better safety uh, in the series now than we used yep. to back in 1994. But, um, yeah, very similar style mm. impact. Um, yeah, and I hope we don't see more of that as the teams kind of get to that ride height limit. Yeah. Where, where if they're slightly off track, like off the 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 um, solid line they need to be they're hitting a bump they're not expecting and that we're just seeing these uncontrollable crashes, crashes. because that, that's not going to be a good outcome for anyone no it must be the way <clears throat> so the suspension has to be really stiff right so it must be a, a level of they've softened it up enough because they've got the minimum ride height that they're supposed to operate in yep. um, but they must just be trialling to get a little bit more mechanical grip into the cars mm. perhaps and then that that's Making that, that making it bottom out, bottom out, and mm. you know they they want to run as low as they can and as as loose as they can, I guess. Like not you want compliant. to control compliance, yeah. um, so that their drivers are, are comfortable as well. But um, yeah, just uh, unfortunately, we've had a couple of big big ones in the last two, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, and then his whole race just went to the strategy that they deployed for that was <clears throat> was terrible. Well, just um, hard, isn't it, it? just. <laughs> I shouldn't say terrible. They they just make the wrong choice. Um, put him onto that hard compound after the first stop just really hurt him. Yeah, yeah, it certainly did. Yeah, so it was just it was just a, a disaster when they're fighting for that championship position. Yeah, and they just felt like no, they just had nothing. Yeah, they they didn't. They, when they needed science there, it it just didn't work. It, mm. the, the strategy, nothing worked. It just was a, a bit of a nightmare run for them, other than Leclerc having a stronger, um, yeah. you know, finish, I guess, to the to the whole season. So He did. Yes. He did. Moving on from that, another one. Hulk had a big yeah. smash. Hulk smash. Hulk smash. <laughs> um, his was more driver error where he went a bit wide. But, geez, that was just like... We haven't seen really 
too many crashes this year, considering. Yeah. But yeah, that was just a, a bit of a driver error. And <clears throat> yeah, so I know your um, feelings on Huss and maybe where they should and shouldn't be. But oh, um, yeah. but yeah, that doesn't help at all when when Hulk seems to be able to have such highs and lows, and that was just a shocker mistake. I, I just feel like that the problem with Haas is that the drivers have to push so bloody hard to, to get anything from it. And I think that's when we see things like this occurring again, where they start to have accidents. And I feel for Mick Schumacher, uh, because I I honestly yep. don't think he should have been booted when he was. I think they should have no. given him a bit more time. Um, but I, I do feel like Haas now uh, at a stage, at a crossroad, where they really need to start either trying to invest in this properly mm. or potentially just leave because it's just, it's embarrassing. <laughs> like, it's not even, like, it's not even, like, Minardi days embarrassing. It's worse. Like, it just, yeah. it's so bad. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Um, we'll touch on that a little bit more in the next segment too, just mm. on, on your thoughts and feelings on that one. Yes, yes. Um, something that I did see in the news, which um, was a massive shock, was... The entry fees for 2024. Now, the entry fees that the FIA charge the drivers to have their license are based on how many points you have. Max <laughs> has a 1.22 million euro a million. fee just, <laughs> Sorry? just to be a driver, just to turn up. 1.22. His teammate, who was second in the championship, has 609,000 euros. So, all right, effectively half because of the way the points worked. Wow. What? Just <laughs> absolute chaos. Like, God, no. Like, you talk about these guys who earn big oh. bucks, right? I can't imagine earning, and I, like, what, what do you reckon? I don't actually know what Max is on, but probably Neither do I. 20, 30 million euro. No, he's higher than that. Is he? Uh, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, he's like, up 50, 60, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think the last report I heard was somewhere around the 50 bracket, so he is definitely on that. But there's a big chunk of change coming just, out. Just of one million of that just wiped straight off. I mean, most of us would be happy to, to the win FIA. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like a Tatsano win for most of us. Um, that's a great Christmas present to the FIA, isn't it? What the hell? Do <laughs> we could talk about how bad or terrible the FIA are, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's not. But that's obviously a great Christmas party for the, oh, excuse me for them. That's huge. That's that's covered everything. That's they don't even have to pay for a cent. Fantastic. Nah. Well done, FIA. Yeah, caviar and champagne. Beauty. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, let's uh, let's move to the next section, which uh, we're still working on the name, but we're yeah. we're kind of basing on a fair or a bias. We're going to give some hot takes or some little commentary on what's happened and some news and then um, figure out whether we're actually being a bit fair or whether you think it's reasonable. Can you please feel free to or drop biased. in the comments whether you think we're being biased or, you know, fair in this this case. So, yes. You know, so we'll ask some questions. Uh, do you want to read the first one out, Damo? All right. I'll... So yeah, we go, eh? Leclerc's last-ditched last effort failed to secure Ferrari's second in the championship. Do you think it was unsporting? Oh, it's right on the cusp. Look, I love Claire. Uh, Claire? Claire. 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 Uh, <laughs> um, I do love him. He's a great driver. I I don't like, like Perez did to Hamilton in 21. Yeah. I'm not an overall fan of a, like a, 
a car trying to manipulate an outcome. Yep. Um, I think it's smart. Like, you know, you, you look at science and and what he did in um, uh, Singapore, for yep. instance, to secure the win and things like that. Like, I, 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 I get that side of it, but I get it less when it's about trying to manipulate a result in yep. a constructor's championship. Um, so... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it's a little bit fair. I'm probably sixty forty. What about you? I think it's. I think it's fair. I think that we we have so many of those unwritten rules around the way the team orders work. Around yeah. you know, like as you're a perfect example, Saints backing up to give DRS to Lando. Like yeah, these things happen a lot. Um, there's one we'll touch on which I absolutely don't think was right, and that was you know about a DRS with uh, Alonso. We'll touch on that a bit later. Yeah. So I reckon I think it's all fair. Yeah, I think. It seemed like um, I wish the Ferrari team were actually intelligent enough to tell him it's not going to make a licking difference. Yeah. That's they, what they should have said. But we know that communication is not their strong point. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. All right, Damo. So moving right along. Yep. Well, Lando will never become champion unless he finds a way Ooh. to keep calm in key moments. Ooh. I'm going to say... Oh, it's fair. It's a little biased. It's fair. Only because I sort of feel like if he doesn't secure a win now, if the car's capable next year, yeah. if he goes another year where he has some mistakes happen or he's unlucky and he doesn't secure a win, I'd say this is absolutely 100% fair. Yeah. I think at the moment maybe a little biased because, you know, it's it's hot topic. You know, Lando's not really just in those key moments able to to secure a win like um, or secure a position like the real champions always do, right? So, yeah. you know, there's definitely question marks there. I think at the moment, maybe a little biased, but maybe uh, okay. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I think right at this, this point in time, it's fair. Um, he, he just has a couple of little things to clean up and it's just right at those key moments, whether it's qualifying or in the race, just those little things yeah. that just need to be tidied, tidied up a bit and no doubt he'll, he'll be able to win races and so forth if he does. Um, so I think it is absolutely 110% fair. Okay, all right. <laughs> so this next one. Nope. This is this is might be a hot take. Uh, I will be reading through some stuff because I, I need to give it the best possible opportunity for Stephen to actually consider it. All right, hit me. Max Verstappen <clears throat> has he taken the mantle of being the greatest Formula One driver ever? I mean, that's probably a little bit too much, but yeah, but let let me just <laughs> let me just I'll just read through these off the phone. So this is the 2023 records. Okay. 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 Highest win percentage in a season. Yep. Most wins in a season. Yep. Most consecutive wins. Most consecutive wins from pole. Mm. Most hat-tricks in a season. Most podiums in a season. Most points in a season. Most consecutive lap... uh, Sorry, top two finishes. Most laps led in a season, which was a massive one. Yep. Most pit stops to win a race. So they're doing that on the time. Wow. Most races left after becoming champion, so he won it earlier than yeah, most. Most consecutive races as a championship leader, what? and the biggest championship gap to P2. That is the 2023 scorecard report card for Max. 
What, right, what's my take on that? That's a lot to take in. And uh, again, congratulations to Max because that's an outstanding year. Um, is he the best we've ever seen? That's that's really tough because every time we have this type of debate, it's all dependent on time, car, everything, and we know that that has an impact. But what you can definitely 110% say is he's the most ruthless. He will absolutely stop until he completely annihilates everything and anyone in his way. That's my take. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So he's definitely not the greatest ever. He certainly, he will certainly, if he can maintain this, if he can beat Schumacher's uh, driver's um, championships, or and oh, or Hamilton's. You, sorry, sorry, you thought of something else. I, no, just, I just saw because I saw a stat the other day which I forgot to actually add. Um, so Schumacher achieved fifty-four wins earlier oh. than Verstappen. So oh. there is one that he can never, he never beat. beat. So. Uh, that's an important one because that really is um that's that's great to hear yeah it being is. a schumacher lover of course yeah. um yeah so you know really he's got many many years before i would put him into the bucket of talking about the greatest. being the greatest right yeah. um i you know the other hot take from this is that i don't feel that hamilton is the greatest ever I still think Schumacher is for me. Yeah, look, I agree. He's on par. I would say one and two, maybe even equal first. If he, if, if Hamilton had achieved the eighth, I probably would tip my lid to him and say yes. Mm. But I, I still think that, yeah, some of those stats that Schumacher had, the way he went about was he got there faster, he did a few more things. Hamilton had other records that he achieved, which was great. But... Yeah, so I think for me, he'd have to overtake Hamilton before I would be in the in the ballpark or, or saying that he's the greatest. I think for me, when I look at the greatest of all time, I think back to the types of cars that like Schumacher started in and pulled a result from. Yeah. Whereas Max and Lewis, I mean Max less so because he came from Toro Rosso. Yeah. But they were still relatively competitive at that point. Um, when Shumi jumped into um, the Jordan, it really wasn't like spectacular, no. and he he sort of dragged a result from it. And then he went to Benetton, who at that time weren't weren't great that strong. And then suddenly he was champion within what two years yeah. of joining. Like I, I just there's yeah there's a lot of things that make this up, and it's really hard. What is undeniable is right now in this time frame he's undoubtedly the greatest driver on the in the field at this given point um but that doesn't mean that he's better than hamilton over a period of time better greater than wow well at this given time with the right car Uh, he hasn't had a teammate so you can't take teammate hasn't gotten close to him yet danny rick's the last one to get anywhere near him yeah, I, I agree. But so like, you look tough. at Hamilton; he actually had competitive teammates. Yeah, that's that. And so, as well. really, Hamilton, if he had, you know, softer teammates, he probably would have even greater numbers. Yep. And he would have had the eighth championship because Rosberg wouldn't have beaten him. So, no. 
Yeah. And look, you know, and that Rosberg championship, to be perfectly fair, was due to a lot of unreliability reliability issues yeah. on the 44, not so much the actual being outraced. Yeah. So that's something we all tend to forget a little bit about. Nico's a great driver, but he, he's nowhere... I don't think he was anywhere near no. Hamilton's level. In personal personal opinion. Of course. <laughs> well, that's what it's all about. All right. Absolutely. Let's uh, get off reminiscing. Let's go to the next one. Yes. What, have, what have you got for me? So, Yuki Sonoda is a better prospect than Daniel Ricciardo for the second Red Bull Ooh. seat. There you go. Ooh. I <laughs> don't know. Mm. Okay. Get off the fence. Mm. No. No. I think Yuki has shown great improvements. Yeah. I think he's he's almost at that level. I just think that you know that if Danny gets into the car, you're going to get this performance from him. Yeah. If Yuki goes to the car, you still have those questions. Well, will he actually be able to get up there? Will it, you know, How is he going to cope with the pressure of being with Max? I, I don't think he's quite ready. I think another solid season and some really good performance, maybe mentally, physically, all of that stuff, he'll be right. Yep. I don't think so just yet. Yep, I do tend to agree with you. I think he's come on strong this year because he's had, well, at the start he had a weak opponent in Nick DeVries. Um, yep. But once Daniel turned up, Yuki understood just what it was to be a driver, not just in the car, but what you needed to do outside of the car. Yeah. And I think he learned a lot from that. Yeah, agree. And when Liam came in and was as quick, he then realised that all those things really add up. So he's definitely improved greatly in the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I think, I think, you know, Liam was probably a big eye-opener for him because yep. Liam's got a... Um, I guess that there's this feeling about him about the way he goes about things that he is very methodical and dedicated, yep. which is kind of the opposite of how Yuki started, although he's better now. Yes. Um, and so having Danny and then Liam probably has helped him knowing to, to yeah. becoming better. Because the only way you improve, no matter what, yeah. is, is being benchmarked against somebody else on the same equipment. Mm. It doesn't matter anywhere else. So, yeah, yeah that, that is 100% it. So you just keep going. And, and look, Yuki, keep doing what you're doing because I think Damien's right. Come end of next year, I think we might be having a different discussion. Yeah, potentially. well, I think so. And it, it makes sense because he is younger. That if he can get there, he'd definitely be the best spot to go. Absolutely. But, all right. Oof. Let's talk about a bit of a left field. And Andretti Global, I think they're called now, yes. it's a, a, a Andretti United Motorsport conglomerate, whatever. Are they a better prospect than possibly, well, definitely than some, but more than half the field? Do you think half the field would get shown up if Andretti joined? I don't know if they get shown up, but I do think the way Andretti are positioning themselves they are a better prospect than at least two or three on the grid. So, and no offence to AlphaTauri, but because they are the second Red Bull team, they're never going to progress any further than that sort of yeah. fifth on the grid potentially, right? Haas, I've 
spoken about Haas at length, that, that what I think of them and where I think they should be, which is not on the F1 grid. Um, I really wish Gene would just pack up and go because they're just an embarrassment to the sport, in my opinion. Yeah, um, okay. And, and that's just how I feel about them. Um, go two, three years ago, I didn't feel that way, but I really do now. They're just dry... No, I think that's fair um, in terms of the, the Haas yeah. stuff, definitely. Um, and then Williams, I love Williams, right? I've got such a, I love what, you know, their, their heritage and everything else, but I, I need to see them making steps forward. And if by keeping, I really thought they'd remove Logan and show that they're serious for the haven't. And it just, I wonder if yeah. that's going to be their biggest downfall because, I mean, basically Albon carried Williams, yeah. right? He just did everything. Scored all the yeah. points. Well, not all. I think there was one sort of points that Logan got, wasn't there? So, yeah, one. He got which one was, point. There was penalties and he got, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, he just carried the whole team. You just think if you had you know, a Liam Lawson and an Albon, yep. Just think how much further up the grid they could be. So, yeah. a, a, you know, look, they've got to own... Williams have got to own it. Or Dorovich. What was it? Dorovich now. Or whatever it is. They own them. They've got to own that they're, they're, they're deciding who the drivers are. And that is impacting their results, in my opinion. Yep. Um, I agree. Yeah. So, look... Uh, I think they've got James Vow there, so Vow there now. Yep. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, ex-Mercedes, so he's obviously a strong um, figurehead that they can yeah. build the rest of the team around. I think they get the drivers right. Then they move up the grid. They move up the grid. So I think yeah. they're one that, yes, it's probably a bit biased by me, thinking because I do love them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that would take them out. But, yeah, I think Huss, you know, it comes down to investment, you know, they've got two drivers that should be capable yeah. and they're, they're not. So is it the car? Is it, you know, whatever else? Um, you've got uh, Alpha Tauri who are struggling. You've got the prospect of Audi because obviously Sauber yep. are down there at the moment. <coughs> uh, Alpha. Yep. Alpha Romeo, sorry. Um, but they're going to turn into Audi. So that's kind of like a holding pattern. It's a holding pattern, yeah. But you'd say, you know, if Audi are going to come in, that Andretti would be equal, you know, to lifting them up. So, so yeah. So maybe not half the field, but at least, you know, three or four of them, they're, they're, they're a better prospect. And that doesn't mean that they come in and they would wash them straight out the door. I'm not saying No, that it would take all. a few years to build. But, but yeah. the way they're going about it, just suggests to me that this is a serious campaign. They want to to get into F1, but not just be in F1. They want to compete at the top. So yeah. uh, that that's where I suppose that sort of comes from. All right, Damo. So yep. let's uh, move on to the next. Uh, well, we we touched on that one, so yep. I'll skip this one uh, and go to the following, that which was, is. Yep. Lewis Hamilton in a Red Bull would be the equivalent of career suicide. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. So, the start of the weekend, mm. Christian Horner dropped this kind of bombshell that, oh, Lewis was talking to me, he wanted to figure out if he wanted to come to us, and then uh, Lewis was like, man, no one from my team, I've checked into it, no one's said anything, and then <laughs> Christian then replies, like, oh, you know, I spoke to his dad and stuff, and then, like, there's all this back and forth. I mean, let's be real, Lewis definitely would have checked the market, whoever in his team did, whether it's him, his dad, someone else, even if it was just his dad who is 
connected in some way with with Christian, having a phone call and then just asking a couple of questions, right? Even if it's that vague, you'd be stupid as a driver not to do it. Correct. Would it be career suicide? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I I don't know whether it would end up being suicide for him or... Verstappen. Verstappen. Mm. Okay. Uh, No, it would... One of them would come out on top. That's all I know. It would just be such a poor... I mean, just the explosiveness of that relationship would be... be, You couldn't do it. No, you really couldn't. And and I think it's really important to understand in this circumstance, if Max went to Mercedes, it would be career suicide for Max and vice versa because those cars and that team are around those two drivers. So... If you go into Max's team, you're getting like you're going to get slaughtered. Yeah, really. It's it's just the way it's going to be. He'll be closer than Perez because we know he's better than Perez. But yeah, um, it's still not set up around him. So yeah, it's not. You're not going to get the love because they're going to be focused on on um, on Max and vice versa. I know they do balance it a little better at Mercedes where yeah. they give um, they give Russell a bit of attention, but yeah. they still ultimately, you know, it's. It's Lewis that's kind of the head of the team. Yeah, so that's right. All right. Well, let's uh, have a, a little chat about a couple of items that were race dependent. <laughs> so Perez's move on Lando, was it deserving of the five-second penalty? Flat out, no. Okay. Um, no. All right. I, 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 play on. Um, I, they got into the corner. Yes, they got pushed wide. Lando took the the escape essentially and, and maintained position. I didn't have a problem with that either. Um, and for me, play on. Don't don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Go racing. Yeah, he was hard done by in my <coughs> opinion too. I think Lando ended up further up the road. Yep. Um, there was just like it was just a, an incident. Lando was up the road. A bit of lost time for for Perez who had to actually take the corner. Yep. Play on. I, I don't know why. That was issued? No, I don't either. That, that one was a bit of a brain fade from the officials, in my opinion. It, it just yeah. didn't, didn't need to happen. It, it's racing. We want to see them racing. We want to see them go toe-to-toe. No one got hit like in terms of like damage, or, damage yeah. or anything like that. Just play on. Let's, let's get race. Pardon. Let's go racing. Let's go racing. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. All right. So, moving on to... Uh, the next thing, which I think is a hot topic for you, Damo. Mm, yes. Great test by Alonso on Hamilton. Yeah, so confusing from the stewards mm. where they apply a five-second penalty to something that probably didn't need it, mm. and then having no penalty for Alonso. Now, the brake test is pretty evident when you view the onboards both of Hamilton and Alonso. So Alonso came out of the pits, mm-hmm. um, was trying to make a play to get the DRS. So wanted to let Lewis by, made the assumption that Lewis would try and have a, a, a go down the inside. Lewis didn't. Alonso braked early and yeah, Hamilton had to take sort of a bit of avoiding action. So So this, our last one that we're going to do is about Verstappen and his Mm. overtakes in the pits. (laughs) Now, Uh to set the scene a little bit, obviously the 
prior rounds, there were some challenges with the minimum lap times mm. out on the track. Then they allowed it in Sao Paulo in Brazil because it's a nice wide pit lane. Yep. They allowed people, right, if you're going to hang back, move to one side, let people through. So everything was hunky-dory. Yep. In typical FIA fashion, nobody addressed anything about it. So people were making assumptions that, well, you're not meant to overtake um, or because it's too skinny. They weren't keeping to the one side. Max was making the adjustment like, well, hang on, we got told we can pass. He don't want to hang around. An absolute schmozzle. Just, it just got a massive balls up, again, caused by the FIA. Yep, well, we know how you feel about it. Uh, <laughs> but um, I must admit, I saw this live and thought, wow. Um, I, I wouldn't have done that because the two cars in front were weaving yeah. and it could have been an absolute crash. So, uh, thankfully, nobody crashed and everyone got through unscathed. I don't think there's any room for this in the sport. I think we need to make sure that in pit lanes, we're not overtaking, just like under safety car, you know, overtaking. Um, the only time that I think this is okay is when we see at some places there's spots right at the end to do a launch. Yep. And the cars stop there to do that. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But the actual overtake in pit lane thing while cars are moving and so forth, nah, nah, just can't do it. It's too dangerous. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, they were very lucky that no one ended up with damage because yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the point where uh, it might have been, I think it was Hamilton or maybe it was yeah. George, but yeah, but moved over. Um, and it was just like, oh my god, like this is this is an absolute schmozzle. Well, I don't know what was in Max's head because, like, honestly, if you saw cars weaving like that as you're going, would you even try it? I, I wouldn't attempt to go past them. I'd just wait. You, you got five seconds, man. Like, yeah, I know, oh. I know. But this is this is all born from the other issue of. <laughs> They've set a minimum time so you don't have that danger out on the track and all it's done is moved it into the pit lane. And so, yep, Max, I don't understand because he pushed past, yep. went around and then basically backed everybody back up again and ended up behind George anyway because George overtook him towards the end. So, like, I, I really feel like I don't want to get this... <laughs> It's almost like a dictatorship, but, you know, it says, you know, people go out in this order and this is what you do, but if they don't find a rule or a way of managing it better, the FIA, it's, it's going to be a problem ongoing because all drivers are going to be pushing, braking to give themselves space. They'll be doing it themselves. And unless they're told what they can and can't do officially, that's how it's going to roll. Out of curiosity, do we need a secondary session like what IndyCar are doing, whereby they have half the field that's yep. at the bottom of the run from the previous rounds go out and then half the field go out in a second? I know it's not fair in terms of how the track is set up, but yep. um, also how else do you manage it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to get that um, authoritative over it, but... Yeah, they've got to do something. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I'm whinging about the problem with no solution, that's for <laughs> sure. But, um, but yeah, maybe there's just got to be a better way. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. All right, Domo. So it's uh, moving right along to predictions. Oh, did I go 
Well, I'll do like. Hello, go, well, come on now, looks at it. <laughs> I think I did better than you. Yeah, you probably did. I was washed. Uh, right, I did go pretty bold last week, as you would have seen or heard. Um, <laughs> so the results of qualifying for the top three were Verstappen, Leclerc, and Piastri. And to be fair. No, there was two Let in there. Let me just there. check my excuse book. <laughs> there yep. were two in there. They just weren't in the right order. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll admit, Piastri was a bit of a surprise. It was good that he got up there. You know, had a cracking year um, all over. But, um, yeah, that was ambitious by you for pole. And it was. At least that was, uh, you know, it was good for the content. But, but yes. I will say... Yes. Well done, mate. Max on pole. Uh, Leclerc second. Right. Leclerc second. And Perez failed me again. Yeah, Perez might have failed you there. But well, he failed uh, me here and in the race result too. Yeah. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. That always happens. Well, if he didn't get the penalty, I was... I you're, was you're on. Yes. You're on. Absolutely. All right. So for the race result, <clears> we had <throat> Verstappen, Leclerc and Russell. Curtis Russell. The Perez penalty. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and so, I had Max Leclerc and Perez. <laughs> so God damn it. This close. Uh, so if Leclerc wasn't playing games, mate, you might have been right. Yeah. <laughs> I must admit, your bold prediction, Verstappen, mm. Norris, Piastri. Mm. Mm. Not quite there. That was a swing and a miss. It was. It was. Look, you know, I actually thought that McLaren would be a lot stronger in the race yep. than they ended up being so it was a bold prediction but I didn't think it was quite that bold per se but it turned out to be a little too bold <laughs> so uh, I absolutely bombed yes yes <laughs> well we'll look at um making a bit more official a bit more structure around it for next year when we do our predictions um we're working on what format that might look like but yeah we'll uh, try and make it a bit more bit, a bit more important for us with some points and stuff and yeah. hopefully open it up to the audience as well that's right we might uh, try and run a a thing with you guys as well as us and uh, see where we all end up and see who's washed and who's not. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, I guess that's it from from us for this uh, wrap-up of Abu Dhabi. Yes. Uh, and the wrap-up of, of the year, I guess, is still to come. We want to um, we want to basically do an assessment and see how things go. So the videos that will be coming up will be all about the full year review. Yep. And, um, and then along with some other exciting stuff that we're planning, we're yes. might be some you know some outdoors stuff there might be Guitar some more things. people yeah that's we're it. we're really going to try and mix it up and just keep trying to improve as we go that's right bring some content to you guys that hopefully you enjoy um and yeah we enjoy bringing it to you so uh thanks again for tuning in remember at the valve bounce across all social media platforms that we're a part of and uh yeah we will see you in the next one we will see you next time see you guys